Hello, everybody. Thank you guys for listening to Hotter Than Health. It is Thursday, which means we have an amazing interview for you guys today. I know you're going to love this one. We have Chandler and Lauren of Girls on Fiber. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about them in a second, but before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to give you guys a quick reminder that if you haven't already liked, shared, subscribed, or reviewed the podcast, you can always go to the link in my bio on Instagram on Hotter Than Health podcast Instagram or my personal Instagram at Eliza G underscore wellness. It is so liked, appreciated, seen, and heard. It really means a lot. So thanks in advance. Before we get to talking with Lauren and Chandler of Girls on Fiber, I wanted to give a quick reminder that Although the focus right now is on the podcast and on growing the brand and creating something even bigger for everybody and for Hotter Than Health, I still am doing nutrition one-on-one counseling. I haven't talked about it in months on the podcast, and I figured I would still remind people, if we have some new listeners, still doing one-on-one nutrition programming, two- and three-month programs. Um, So if you are interested in that, it is basically a plant-dominant, structured nutrition program that is curated to you and your goals and just making sure that you are able to optimize your digestion, elevate your natural energy and weight loss may be a side effect. Maybe you're doing it to gain muscle. Maybe you're just doing it to have an overall healthier understanding and perspective on life and your nutrition. So If you're interested in that, I do have a link in the show notes just saying work with me and it is a link to my booking and you can do a free strategy call to figure out if it is a good uh, fit to work together. That's awesome. If not, then you'll definitely get some clarity on that call either way. So I wanted to put that out there and make sure that we are, you know, all clear on everything I can do for you, right? All right, so today I'm so excited for this interview. We had so much fun. Uh, Lauren and Chandler were in Charleston just for a night, and we got to spend some actual girl time, which sounds cringy, but they're so easy to be around, and I had never met them. I do really credit social media for this. We also met through a mutual friend who has been on the podcast before, a friend, Helen Hall. She is the founder of Blender Bombs, and she kind of set us up as friends, and I trusted her instincts, and they did not lead me wrong. They are two fantastic girls, so Let's hear a little bit about them. Lauren Cook and Chandler Sozio created Girls on Fiber, a brand dedicated to sharing their lives as they balance healthy living, workout routines, full-time jobs, and having fun while doing it. Lauren is a badass attorney living in Greenville, South Carolina, and Chandler is a packaging engineer in Charlotte, North Carolina. Their purpose is to show that approachable wellness and health doesn't have to be an all or nothing approach, but it can be found in the habits and choices that they make in everyday lives. They are always sharing what they find helpful in hopes of inspiring others to live their best lives and feel good doing it. So with that said, let's get into today's interview with Lauren and Chandler of Girls on Fiber. Christmas, my parents sat me down and were like, so 
we love you and we think you're beautiful at any size, but you don't look happy. So if you would like to go on Weight Watchers while you're in Chicago, we'll pay for it. So right before we hit record, we were just talking about how you guys have built up this very organic brand and how you have kind of just used this account, Girls on Fiber, to hold yourselves accountable, but it's evolved into so much more than that. So first of all, applause for growing this thing so naturally. I think that the only way to grow is by doing something that you actually believe in. So let's jump right into the episode. And I kind of want to know from you guys first off, Going way back, have you guys always been very into health, fitness, wellness? Have you always been conscious of that throughout your life? Yes. Um, I feel like from a very young age, just like how we grew up, like my parents are very healthy and we were laughing, talking about when I was in high school, literally my lunch every day from like probably fifth grade and through high school was a peanut butter sandwich, a bag of Doritos, and two chocolate chip cookies every single day in a brown bag. And when I was getting ready for prom, I bought this very fitted, like, satin Giovanni, very 20, (laughs) what was that, 2006 style dress. And my mom was like, ooh, we got to switch up your lunch. (laughs) And we switched it to a wrap with turkey and cheese and a bag of edamame crisps and two low-fat chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and it's so funny just to think about that. Like, yeah, I've, we've, yeah. I've always, like, been conscious of it. And I think that there's such a crazy difference between knowing, yeah, you know, some kids played soccer and that was their athleticism. They had oranges and they didn't even realize that they were being healthy. And then there's other people who were raised around diet culture so young. Yeah, it's just... and you didn't even realize it. Like, I was drinking Slim Fast shakes as my snack like in middle school and I loved them I thought it was like a milkshake (laughs) yeah well at least there was that perception yeah that's good good. what about you I had a different experience so I really grew up in kind of the southern culture my mom uh, cooked some really good food my brother and I laughed to this day Uh, I didn't realize that eating grilled cheese and chocolate milk for breakfast every morning was not the norm (laughs) And homemade Oreo milkshakes were not everyone's after-school snacks. So I would go to friend's house, and their parents would set it down at dinner, and they'd have a glass of milk. And I'm like, why are these people drinking milk with their pizza? This doesn't make any sense. Uh, So it was kind of a a different experience for me. My mom was not uh, super – I mean, she made healthy foods. We ate three square meals a day. My dad to this day doesn't eat any vegetables really, so that's interesting. <laughs> and I feel so, like that's a very archetypal male. Uh, it's not as common for a guy to eat as many vegetables as a girl. Right, or it's just not as much of a thing. Exactly. So he has his little jokes about you know the things that I eat and my habits. But I think for me that was really uh, why I was led to later on adapt to a healthier lifestyle. Uh, My brother did the same. So I think it really depends on how you grow up. Don't get me wrong. I think entering into middle school and high school, I definitely, I mean, you can't check out at a grocery store in that day and age without seeing lose 30 pounds in 15 days, or here's this diet you need to try, or here's this Victoria's Secret fashion show where these models are, you know, six foot three, 
100 pounds. So certainly had those influences that I paid attention to, Mm -hmm. which, you know, in turn led to some mindsets that looking back probably weren't super healthy, but, and we talked about this, Weight Watchers was huge. And so I would find things that I really liked still eating those sweets, like those little frosted pound cakes or whatever that... You know, just funny things like that, but... You could eat five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Only 10 points. (laughs) But even going back, I mean, you all... It it seems like you guys have both found a lot of comfort in counting macros, but that's what works for you. Yeah. You have found something that actually works for you after trying so many other things. What do you guys think made this more sustainable with tracking macros? So... Let's go back to when you first started to try all these different diets. So when was this and how did you guys recognize that you were actually starting to experiment with diets and what was the end goal? Was there always an end goal? I feel like my first like really big go at a diet was I was leaving to go do um, my internship. I was moving to Chicago in, in college. I went and lived there for six months and worked for Nestle. And I was oh, home damn. at Christmas and I had gained like 20 pounds in college. I mean, we drank every single day and ate Little Caesars pizzas every night at 2 a.m. So at Christmas, my parents sat me down and were like, so we love you and we think you're beautiful at any size, but you don't look happy. So if you would like to go on Weight Watchers while you're in Chicago, I'm not going to be going out much. Like I'm moving somewhere where I don't know anyone. I'm pretty much going to be on my own. So let's give it a go. And I actually did it and I lost 25 pounds in five months, but it's not sustainable. I mean, I didn't go out. I, I would literally get a sushi roll delivered to my apartment in downtown Chicago for dinner and I would split it in half and have half the sushi roll one night and then the other half the next night, which now I go get sushi and I get like two and a half rolls. Yeah. <laughs> so well, you were, so you went home and what was your, obviously that your parents. Oh, I mean, I went home and like, I, I mean, I was thin, but I wasn't healthy necessarily. Like mm-hmm. I was only running. I feel like I would go to my apartment gym and I would run and like do like 20 lunches or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was like thin, but it wasn't healthy. Yeah. And the second I got home and started like eating and drinking and going out again, like I gained some of it back. So yeah, it's like, it's a quick fix yeah. and it's not sustainable. So that was, I feel like my first go at it. And then and six months after I got home, I started dating my now husband and he lived in Charleston. I lived in Clemson and then in Charlotte. So every time we were together, I mean, we're eating decadent food and it's dates all the time. Yeah. Going out to restaurants. That new relationship. Yeah. We were like getting freaking P.F. Chang's on every <laughs> Sunday, like a feast yeah. of food. P.F. Chang's can get it. Though. Oh my gosh. So good. Sesame <laughs> chicken. Ooh. And those lettuce wraps. Those With the good. little white crispy fried noodles that they put on top of the yeah. lettuce wraps. So good. Okay. So that was really your first experience that you remembered and it had to do... A lot with not even your own choosing. You obviously opted into it after your parents. Yeah, like my parents didn't force me, obviously. But I was like, sure, like, if y'all pay for it, I'll try it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll try anything. And it worked, but it's not sustainable. Like, I mean, it's very little food a day. That was my first go at it. And then I feel like I just went back to normal life. And my weight always fluctuated. You know, like, you, you try all these different things. And I feel like I gave keto a go for like a second. And that was yeah. weird. I didn't like that 
Um, and then we started looking at like the low carb and like counting fiber. And I talked to her and I was like, I'm starting to do this. And it actually like is, it seemed at the time more sustainable. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole premise was like, you can eat low carb and still drink and do all this stuff, but you can't eat a chip at a restaurant or anything yeah. like that. Like you can, yeah. you can go get sushi, but like, don't get, don't get a sushi roll. Get ahi tu- get a bowl of ahi tuna. You can get a cucumber wrap. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. What and, about your, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no. I want to hear what your first experience was getting into diet culture when you first really had that moment of, I'm on a diet. And looking back, hindsight being 2020. Sure. So I love food. I never really was able to stick to anything. I just had anxiety around this is what I should be doing or need to be doing. So mine were a lot more short term. So I can't really pinpoint a time when I had uh, oh, I've just lost 20 pounds, or I've always pretty much relatively been the same size. And I think looking back, yeah, Weight Watchers, low carb, keto, I think the, to answer your question, F Factor was really the, the one program that I was able to look at and think, I can do this. Looking back, it created some unhealthy mindsets, but there were some issues I was having at the time, which led me to eating more fiber, hence mm-hmm. Girls on Fiber. Can you go into that? Are you open to talking about Oh, absolutely. Um, well, there... what, is, what is F-Factor? If you For people who don't know what F-Factor is, walk them through what that may look like. Sure. So it's a high-fiber diet based backed by science. and We found obviously... it on the Skinny Confidential. She interviewed Tanya Zuckerbrock, Tanya. who's the creator of F Factor. And I know that that's been a hot topic here <laughs> lately. Yeah. <laughs> so she was on a podcast and talked about her years as a dietitian and her studies. She was really addressing some health issues that folks were having and adjusted their diets and addressed those health issues. But also, in turn, people started seeing weight loss. And then people started flocking to her And she didn't have any products at that time. She was just leading these people to a high-fiber diet, which obviously is important. And for me, I was having some serious digestive issues at the time. I can remember I was in so much pain one week. I had to go to the doctor and figure out what was wrong, probably maybe TMI, but... This is actually what the podcast is all about. So the, the more am I, the better. <laughs> and you know, the doctor's asking all these questions and they're like, well, when's the last time you went to the bathroom? And I'm like, uh, I honestly don't know. What was it? Was it days, weeks? Uh, probably like a week and a half. I mean, it was yeah. really, really bad. So I do credit F-Factor a lot for helping me to be more mindful because I think it was focused around what you can add in to your diet. So diversifying your vegetables. But then I found that it was promoting certain products that I didn't really enjoy eating, or maybe I was going out drinking and saying, no, I can't have this. No, I can't have that. And over time, that led to just kind of an unhealthy balance there. Mm -hmm. So Chandler and I both um, really saw, you know, some benefits from it. And we don't regret it. I mean, I don't regret, have any regrets about it. It's the reason we started our account. Yeah. So it's also, it's one of those things that introduces you to the concept of take what you want, leave what you don't. I feel like so many times 
we look at a diet and we're like, okay, no more carbs or very little carbs, no processed foods, no nothing. And then you, you can pick and choose what you like from each diet. Obviously you're not going to go keto, high fat, and then a super high carb. You're not going to do high everything. Yeah. It's, you know, you can pick and choose what works for your lifestyle and not to discredit anything. I know that Tanya has been through the ringer with some shit and we're not going to get into that on this tub, this podcast, but I think that it's so important to remember that you can change, you can evolve. What works for you now may not have worked for you five years ago and vice versa. I want to hear about the mindset that you guys had while you were on these diets. You just touched on it a little bit, Lauren, by saying you started to cultivate some unhealthy thoughts. I get messages all the time from girls saying, what diet are you on? What can I try? What should I do? What are you eating? Can you send me a picture of what you're eating? What do you eat in a day? Is this healthy for me? Can I eat this? Like so many restrictive thoughts. So what were some of the specific thoughts that were going through your mind when you started to realize I have, I have some issues right now with my relationship with food? When I started looking and obsessing over a net carb number, Mm-hmm. And realizing that while, yes, so a net carb is, backing up there, is your total carbohydrates minus the fiber and arguably the alcohol sugars. Yeah. yeah. And an F factor is what, like 35 net carbs a day? So, I mean, we would, I would look at recipes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, my eyes just got big. Yeah. My and we followed it. I mean, and. And it's not like and it actually, bad. Like, I mean, it, it, right. It worked. Like veggies, you know, yeah. you can do that. Oh, we were... And the veggies were, uh, in the F-Factor program, were a negative carb. So I love that. The it more, was a free food, which is great. It was like negative promotes. one. So like if you ate a handful of Brussels, it'd be like negative three carbs. Yeah. So it would like take away from that number. Yeah. So it made... It really helped me, and I used to be the pickiest eater ever. It made me eat so many more vegetables, and now like I eat vegetables all the time, and I love vegetables. Yeah. But it was like an unhealthy mindset... That, I mean, I wouldn't touch a sweet potato because it's like, oh, right. so many carbs. Mm. Or like, I was just going to say. Like, I didn't eat, I didn't touch fruit for a year. I mean, I just think that crazy. general rule of thumb, if any, I got an email the other day from a guy who said, I just read this article saying that fruit isn't good for you if you're trying to lose weight. <laughs> I said, listen, let's just think about the type of person who's saying, I don't eat fruits because I don't want to get fat. I've never heard of anyone saying that they've had a diet too bountiful in fruits and vegetables that they started to gain weight. It's yeah. just that is where it goes into crowding out. And like you can't be so selective that you completely eliminate a whole food group. And listen, if you're eating a protein bar full of not great ingredients, but syrup. you won't touch fruit or syrup or, you know, whatever it is, that's when I looked at it and I was like, wow, you know. Something's not right about this. If someone's villainizing bananas and strawberries, but yeah. is giving I mean, you bars every single day, you know, I just don't... If you eat 20... It's kind of like everything in moderation. If you're eating 20 bananas a day, like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of carbs, it's a lot of sugar. But, like, no one's eating 20 bananas a day. Yeah, no... I mean, marathon runners, like, for case studies, it's not a practical way to live your life. Yeah. I think an eye-opening moment for me was when my husband looked at me and said, look, I love what you're cooking, I love the way that we feel, but growing up, we always had a meat, a vegetable, and a starch. Ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we were just doing meat and veggies. <laughs> yes. So I think right now where we're at is 
such a great balance and that's really what has come into play here recently. But yeah, going back to that, I had a moment where I thought, wow, I'm talking about how this is such a sustainable way to live because we can still go out, but am I really enjoying myself when I'm going out? Was I super lean and enjoyed the benefits of eating super low net carbs? Sure, but that was out of balance for me. Yeah. Because there was one part of my life where I was thinking, you know, I'm really not happy with some of the things that I was mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, 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 and then, like, you you know, we'll go out and indulge. And then the way you wake up the next day and, like, you're kicking yourself, like, oh, I ate pizza last night. And we get a lot of questions. How do you go out and enjoy yourself and not get off track or, you know, want to punch, punch yourself mentally the next day? And it's like, just go and then eat the pizza. Mm-hmm. Don't eat pizza every day. Like, you're not going to lose weight by doing that. But... If you want to maintain a healthy lifestyle, you have to indulge every so often. Because yeah. if not, you're going to go crazy. And I think that right now there's a lot of, just not a lot of discrepancy that be, that's being spoken about. I think that there is an underlying confusion between indulging and binging. Yeah, and, yes. And it's become to the point where girls either think that they're binging and then they're getting really down on themselves or they are, you know... I hear people say all the time, like, oh my god, I, I just, I never hear anyone say, I indulged this weekend in a in an honest way. They always say it in a way that is, I indulged, but they feel so guilty about it. Yes. They feel so, so anxiety-ridden about it. They are in the gym three times a day. Oh that my gosh. Day. That is, that's such a hard thing. And those people that reach out to us, I just want to give them a hug and mm-hmm. say, girl, give yourself a little break. I mean, one piece of pizza or one night out or two nights out or a vacation, a week, a bachelorette party is not going to ruin your progress. I think that it's if- the other 51 weeks of the year, like yeah. weekends. You can go and do these things. Like someone asked us, you know, how do you stay on track after or going on like a bachelorette party? And I mean, we were laughing. We went to Miami for her bachelorette party and for mine, but her bachelorette party, we signed up for a solid core class on... Like a workout class? Yeah. Like a, or like a reformer. reformer class. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. On, I guess we went Thursday, so Friday morning. Actually, I mean, that sounds awesome. I'm not going to say Jesus. That's exactly what I would want to do on my... That's... Yes. <laughs> well, we landed Thursday morning at what, like 8 a.m., and we were by the pool at our house by noon, and... I thought it was a really good idea to make vodka white claws in cups. Uh, yeah. Um, I did not partake because no. I was like, um, I, I, don't, be... I don't really know what I was thinking there, but... I've heard of it. It's not uncommon. and people. Are it's delicious. Chase... People, people now on boats, especially it's getting to be boat season, people chase with white claws and trulies and things like that. I'm like, this is... Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so that was the first and last time I've ever done that because I think I drank like five and I don't... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Lauren wanted to kill me. I don't really remember even going to like pre-dinner drinks. I was there. I was there presently, but not mentally. Your body was there. My, yeah. Nobody <laughs> was, there. was home. Yeah. The lights, the were, lights on. were on. The lights were on and no one was home. And we got up the next morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this class. Like I'm dying. And yeah. But I paid $28 to do it. And, I, and Lauren was like, just come on, just try. And we, we laughed our asses off the entire time. I mean, we were dying. But you know what? Like, we got through it. Only, like, half of us went. But we got through it, and I felt so much better afterwards, just, like, getting a little sweat in. So, like, 
And then we went on and drank the rest of the weekend. But, and like, the, getting that little sweat for sure. helps. It and helps the, you mentally. And the thing is, is about that, is that you're not going and doing a... You're not, you don't have to wake up and do a CrossFit class. No. Like 14 miles. You can wake up and go for a walk. You can do these low-impact things. Your body's already under so much stress from the alcohol. Right. It's just, you know, do something that you... That builds your confidence so that you understand... I can do these things. Right. You know? And to be clear, we're not trying to go to a workout class to counteract any other, anything other than just having fun because that's an activity that we enjoy. So, and it's that's like a bougie place in Miami. We had to go try it. Yeah. Completely agree. <laughs> and so, Fuckers. I know. They're motorcycles. I was like, <laughs> and that kind of leads into one thing that I've really been thinking about lately and some of the questions that we get people counting calories burned in a workout and trying to balance that with how many calories they're consuming. I do not associate the two whatsoever. First of all, a lot of the trackers are not accurate. So I don't really pay attention to that. Uh, I love steps. For the most part. I do love steps oh, yeah. sometimes. Steps is another story yeah. for yeah. sure. I found that during quarantine, my steps, that was like mentally such a good thing for me because we got out we were you know but it made you go slow it's still it almost forces you to move your body but be slow for Mm -hmm. sure and i saw an ad yesterday which really made me angry i think it was for a particular company i don't know i don't really want to throw them under the bus but noom or numa noom so noom yeah it said one scoop equals one and a half miles and had a girl running and i just think that's so messed up yeah. To and get I, people in that mindset, I'm like, really? We're still we're still there? I thought we were yeah. getting away from this. Um, but a lot of the times when you hear people talking about counting their calories or I burned X amount of calories, I used to have people say, what's wrong with me? I just did the same workout as everybody else, but I only burned 200. And I'm like... Well, it's your heart rate for one. Well, like your what, what your watch says. Yeah. But it's also... Those are also the same people that might have associated calories and numbers and things like that so maybe they did do weight watchers when they were younger maybe they did track macros and it gave them an unhealthy relationship with food so the numbers being associated with joy and pleasure and and also it takes away from actually enjoying healthy food so one scoop nobody's ever saying nobody's ever saying one big salad equals one and a half miles like yeah. where is the pleasure which is probably a calorie equivalent like well, a big salad and a scoop of ice cream which even if we're not talking about calories it's still not focusing on the why are we focusing on eating nourishing foods so that right. we do not have to worry about calories yeah of course if we're eating ice cream and doritos and chips and stuff like that then we eat less of it because it's more calorically dense but I just feel like if we promote more of those healthy, good foods and make them an actual joyful experience, not a punishment, then it will crowd out some of the processed so that when you do have the processed or you enjoy that piece of pizza, then it is for enjoyment. It's, right. you know. And I think with our account, that's one thing that we really try to do, show people how to have nutritious foods in a delicious way. Mm-hmm. Um, we are by no means, uh, you know, recipe creator whatever the, the we, we've is, been slacking lately we've i've we have i need to think of some new recipes <laughs> but i mean there's so many people that's a, a great space i think on social media because there's so much of that out there um and resources to try and to your point talking about numbers and where i was at with f factor and focusing on that 
and transitioning to a more balanced macro counting approach, I think that that provided a lot more food freedom for me. However, the next person, maybe for them, that's a very triggering thing. Mm -hmm. And I think I realized, oh my gosh, I am eating more than I ever have and I feel great. And that provided an outlet for me and kind of an escape and a, what do I do when I you know, want to be healthy, stay on quote unquote track, which I think that all depends on your personal goals, right? We were talking this morning and I think it's all about your goals and what, what makes you feel good and your habits are going to be based around that. And everyone's going to be different and it's so hard not to look left and right at what everyone's doing. So like you said, she's doing that workout. I just did that workout. Why is this not you really have to find what works for you. And we try and we have a responsibility with our page and with the people that follow us to be careful with our messaging because everyone's looking for a quick fix, a magic thing that's going to mm-hmm. suddenly, but there's, that doesn't exist. It's your yeah. balance and whatever. And just like staying consistent. But at the same time, like when we try to be as transparent as we can, I mean, I, it was like two weeks ago on a Saturday, I had been out on Friday, so I was literally dying on my couch on Saturday at noon with a pizza box on my coffee table from the night before. And Lauren's done, she had a quiet Friday night. So she'd done a workout and a walk and done all these things. And we storied both things. Like you're not going to have a perfect Saturday. Like go out and have fun on Friday and be hungover on Saturday. And then Sunday, get back on track. Don't beat yourself up for enjoying your life. Yeah. And I don't I don't separate the two because the minute that you do that, that's when you wake up and you're mad at yourself. That my life is, you know, it's it ebbs and flows. We go through seasons. We have and we're so things. we're so busy too. I mean, right. we both work full time. We are both yeah, traveling our, nonstop, whether it be on vacation or just I mean, we've got families in different places. We've mm-hmm. got weddings and bachelorette parties and your real life. So many right. different things. And like, I think a lot of that, we we don't, I mean, we share everything pretty much, but there are some parts of our lives, like our jobs and things that we don't talk about as much. Because for me, our account is kind of an escape from that, right? So I'm dealing with a lot, but at the same time, I don't always talk about that. And I try to keep it positive, so. Totally. It's And it's not... It doesn't seem like toxic positivity. It doesn't seem like you're trying to cover up anything by being positive. It really does seem like an outlet. And I think that you talked about this before. You know, you're so busy. You're in a family law practice, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. So predominantly my practice is family law, but they're, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. different parts of that. But all day long, I'm assuming that you are being overloaded by information and stories and tragedy that's going on in people's lives and so it's so easy to bring that home can you guys touch on so 80 20 let's touch on 80 20 really quickly so we're all connected through through helen hall uh hush up and hustle blender bombs you're about to see her in an hour or so shout out helen we love you (laughs) the so she has been a beacon a pillar in the health community when it comes to 80 20 80-20, meaning 80% of the time having, you know, doing things that are good for you and for the world and for others and eating nutritious foods. And then 20% of the time living your life, having a steak, having a cheeseburger, having water, or I mean wine. Can you touch on how 80-20 is 
in your lifestyle aside from food. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Mm -hmm. Like mentally, where is your 80-20? Because I want you guys to open up about why 80-20 food-wise is so affected by 80-20 mindset-wise. Yeah, absolutely. So I think as far as the things that we enjoy and the things that we do, like travel and spending time with friends versus work, I think that it's, again, I hate to keep bringing it up, but it really is such a balance. And I think that the 80-20, you know, 80% of the time I'm in my routine, I'm going to work, I commute 45 minutes, you know, each way uh, every day. And I'm in the office, I'm taking care of, you know, clients, I'm doing that. Chandler's working from home, she's getting up, she's on calls, doing emails, and you can t- touch more on that. And then when we're traveling, I feel like that's our 20%. That's our, our time that we get with our family, our friends, and we're having fun, and we love to share that stuff. I don't share as much about work, so it probably comes across as, you know, I'm traveling and having fun more than I'm working and all that, but I try to um, not hide it, and sometimes I'm more quiet on our account, I think, and at those times I'm... We both are. I feel like one of us will text the other and be be like, sorry, I haven't been on stories today. It's just been a, a bad day, a long day, whatever, and mm. I we both apologize to each other, and we don't need to because it's like, you know, we have to... Like, we love the account, and we love to run it, and it's fun to, like, share our day-to-day, but I'm also not sitting there storying that I'm on six hours of calls every Tuesday. Like... I share like what I had for lunch and my workout and whatever, but we are still like maintaining our lives. And if one day, like one of us is super busy, the other one just runs with the account and vice versa. And I mean, we try to both like be present, but at the same time, like I'm not going to be like getting on and say, I'm so sorry. I haven't been on all day. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And I feel like everyone can relate to that. I mean, Mm -hmm. everyone's busy. Everyone works. And who are we? Like, nobody is, yeah. nobody's, you know, on their phone saying, what the fuck, you guys? I know. Like, where yeah, are you? Exactly. Where have you been? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, you know, getting home at night, cooking dinner, answering emails for work, and I bring a lot of that home with me, so... I was going to ask about that. So, does your work anxiety or just mindset... I don't know. I feel like you need to have a pretty tough mother... A pretty tough mindset to be working full-time and then still do this on the side. Does your anxiety that you notice ever seep into your eating habits and what does that look like mm-hmm. for you? Or if you can recognize any times that stress has played a part in your eating, what did that look like? Yeah, I mean, I get really anxious. We both do. Um, and I've, I've gone to therapy in the past and it's helped with my anxiety and kind of like ways to take a deep breath and kind of just say like I cannot let this control me but I mean I'll get anxious and I cannot eat like I'm sick to my stomach and not whether like with work or whatever I mean I have dreams about work I know you do too or like it affects our sleeping habits and it still does to this day but you kind of just have to take a huge deep breath and just say like like we're not we're not like making miracles we're not saving lives like we do our job to the best we can and you have to be able to turn it off. And yeah. one good thing that now that daylight savings, like it's lighter later, me and my husband, we try to every night after dinner, leave our phones at home and we walk like a mile and a half around our neighborhood and just 
decompress and talk when we work in the same house every single day That's and huge. we're constantly we're both on calls we're constantly talking about work I mean we don't necessarily even have like a genuine conversation throughout the day just about life because we're just bitching about work or talking about work or whatever or you know just all the things that are going on so it's so nice and it I think it's helped my mental health just taking that 30 minutes and take our dog and walk around the neighborhood and just kind of like talk about the day and decompress become, and I like sleep present. better from that yeah it keeps you present and like get off your phone I mean I'm on my phone all the time my friends yell at me and they're like put your phone away because then I mean it becomes so bad yeah I'm, I'm the exact same way I think that that's one difficult part whether I'm on my phone answering emails for work or I'm running the account that is one thing that's been um, difficult in our relationship and I've tried to be more mindful about that. And for me, I think my commute to and from work is my time. And my mom says that she knows this. A lot of times she'll call me and we'll chat. But for the most part, I listen to my podcasts. I get out of my head. I get out of work. And, you know, even if I go back to it that night and I'm answering emails because obviously people don't come to me because they're having a great time in their lives. They're coming to me because they have a problem. And it's a struggle for me not to take that on personally mm-hmm. and take that on myself. And I have such great people that I work with. My boss is incredible, provides f- flexibility for sure, which is great. I think a lot of the pressure is created by me and m- the standard that I hold myself to and not wanting to disappoint people. And you know, it's funny practicing law, people think, oh, you won that case, or did you get that verdict or whatever. But in family law, no one technically wins, right? So we say everyone walks away a little bit happy and a little bit pissed off. And sometimes it's hard for me to let go of that part of the case that someone might be pissed off about. Yeah. And a lot of it's out of my control. For sure. And I think that so much of that we can see in our own day-to-day lives. We can see what part of our lives we are compromising and what part of our lives we're prioritizing. And I think so often it has to do with health. The health and wellness and fitness is all, it's all great. Nutrition is great and we should all be cognizant of it, but it is something that it's just kind of the first thing that comes to mind. There's so much more. There's therapy, there's relationships, there's, there's so much more than just going to a workout class, but on the forefront, when you're really thinking about it, you can look back at your day and say, what did I compromise for my overall well-being and longevity? And then what did I prioritize? So, right. you know, that's kind of, if, if we're going back at the end of every day saying, I compromised more than I prioritized for myself, then, then the balance is off. Right. But you exactly. Know what I mean? It's okay and the to further a little. I feel like the further that you move I've been in a place that I've moved really far from my goals and my priorities and it's not that I'm such a stickler about oh I have to work out or I have to do this, but I find I feel my best when I'm in my routine and then, you know, like 20% of the time I'm enjoying myself because you know what? I deserve it. Sorry, you, you, you have to. Survival. And I think that your priorities are definitely going to drive that. And I've been at a place in my life where I was taking medication for anxiety. And um, I feel like I had gotten far away from what makes me happy. And I finally went to my doctor and I said, look, I don't want to be on any medication. And I'm so proud that I was able to 
take initiative of my own health and my own well-being because that doctor was not a therapist. That doctor wanted to help me and that doctor's prescribed medication. And I found, you know, with living in Charleston, I think that was back in 2016, 17 time. And this is such a great community. There's a lot of fitness. There's a lot of great restaurants. And I just really took my health and made it a priority and found outlets that I stick to and stand by today. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like this is so cliche. You see like on Instagram or wherever, like you'll never regret doing a workout mm-hmm. and we both have Pelotons. And I mean, after a long day, I'm sometimes like the last thing I want to do is go get on the Peloton. So instead of committing to like a 45 minute ride, they've like, they've all different rides. So I'll do choose a 15 minute ride and I'm like mm-hmm. huffing and puffing the whole way downstairs to go do it. And I do it and I get off and I'm, I feel so much better. Like just yeah. mentally, like, there's small, measurable little goals that you can easily accomplish. And the more you accomplish, the more you can check something off. Like, hey, I did this for myself. The more you want to keep doing it. Yeah. I'll do the same thing. Right. Where I'll, I'll have a day where maybe I'm in like a crazy phase in my period where I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to cry no matter what I do. So I'll say, okay, I'm going to go for a 40-minute walk and that's it. But then I'll go for a 40-minute walk and I'm like, I do have weights in the backyard. It inspires yeah, you. Yeah, it makes you take, feel better. Right, it inspires you to take that next step. And then after that, if I hadn't gone on that walk, maybe I would have ordered takeout with my boyfriend. But if since I did go on that walk, it you know you get that. It serotonin. makes you want to feel eat healthier. Yeah, you get that serotonin. You get the stimulant that you like, and it made me think. Okay, another thing I could do to make myself feel like this is eat healthy because. You know, it, it, you crave different things when you do different things. So that's so good that you mentioned just taking small steps. That's and that's huge. such a good point. Like talking about routines and habits and things like that, starting your day, I think, and setting the tone for it is really important. And like Chandler said, the last thing you want to do, and maybe the easier thing to do would be to numb it out. Like, you know, totally. get the takeout, have a big old glass of wine and numb it out. But is that... Am I going to feel better after that? Probably not. I've had some clients who, and friends, and just people who reach out, and I recently did a podcast. Uh, you'll have to listen to it. It's a good one. It's long. But the podcast with Carrie, she, um, it's called Mommy Wine, uh, Mommy Wine Culture. Oh, I and listened to that. It's, it's really intense, but it's to the point where so many people have this habit in their mind, and the habit becomes... It's not the habit that's going to do something, you know, long-term that's not great for your health. It's the repercussions of that that lead into other things. And maybe the other things, like maybe it's terrible for your sleep and the sleep makes you anxious and then X, Y, Z. It's just a a, a domino effect. But I think that going back to what you were saying with numbing it out and all these things, you kind of have to change your identity to say, I'm not the kind of person who has wine every night yeah I would people would say well it's just I grab it and I I don't even need it and then by the time I look down I'm like oh shit I just had two glasses of wine while you're reaching for these bottles of wine you say to yourself I'm the kind of person that loves kombucha or water at the end of the night I'm the kind of person who loves a hot tea at the end of the night right you have to change your entire way of talking to yourself and I that book atomic habits oh it's so uh, fucking good if it's, you haven't read that book and if you're listening to this 
just go read it because it is honestly one of the best books, best tips, best takeaways, and honestly, it's I'll, so good. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes, and you guys have seen me. If you follow me on Instagram, shameless plug, um, get so much value if you, you follow us on follow Instagram. <laughs> but um, on my Instagram, you guys have seen me. When I was reading that book, I would post about it every single day. So Atomic Habits, and then... I want to hear, I'd like to hear both of y'all's morning routines because I'm a freak about morning routines. So if you could go into your morning routines and then about um, some like non-negotiable habits, but what do you guys do in the morning? It's funny. My morning routine has shifted with COVID and working from home. I used to get up almost every day. This is crazy. It's crazy that I used to do this, but I still, I would, I would go back and do it. I used to go to Flywheel pre, pre-COVID, pre-Peloton. Um, which is a, like a Soul Cycle spin studio, and they have bar and like strength training too. And I would get up at four thirty, and do a spin class at five thirty, and then a bar class at six thirty. Shower there, and then insane, and then go straight to work. 40, 40 minutes to work. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were hungry afterwards. You were probably starving. Were you eating? I actually would do that and then intermittent fast until noon and have a Blender Bomb smoothie at noon. That's what I wanted to ask about. Yeah. So many people – I'm an advocate for fasted cardio if you're in the right phase of your cycle and you feel good doing it. It feels right to you. But if that's an every single morning kind of thing – It was a little nuts. It will fuck up your hormones. (laughs) And I just want to hear about – I want to hear about your – so keep going with that. It's Well, it's funny. And, you know, I – we strive for – the way we want to look and and I would talk to people at Flywheel and be like, you know, like I'm thin but I want to be strong. Yeah. And everyone was like, you need to do strength training. Stop spinning every single day. You need to lift a weight. And I didn't listen, but I was kind of forced into it when COVID happened. I mean, Flywheel shut down. They went out of, the Charlotte location went out of business, which is really sad. Damn. But I know. Um, but we started kind of doing these things at home and I bought weights and started doing more strength focused classes and that's what makes a difference. And I did buy a Peloton, but I only probably do it 20 minutes, 30 minutes, two or three times a week as kind of like a sustainable. Yeah. Like as a supplement to strength training and it makes such a difference. I mean, what do you, what do you feel is the biggest difference in your body and your energy and everything compared to from doing all that cardio too I definitely just feel better but I can just tell a difference in my body definition the way my clothes fit I mean you can spin all day long but you're not maybe you're building a little muscle in your legs but I mean it's just you can pure spin cardio. your ass off yeah literally <laughs> literally you can spin your ass off I'm like a huge I, I can't I'm not a huge fan of spin classes I think they're fun to do once in a while like with the group or with your friends. Yeah. Or if you're I was get- psychotic about it. People at work would make fun of me. Like, I mean, I'd come in and I was always, if I did that, I would usually get to work about 8.45 and you really need to be there at like 8.15, 8.30. And I'm like, sorry, y'all. I have my, my have my morning routine. Her non-negotiable right there. And they were like, it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. But I don't know. It's just funny to think about it. And now, now in my work from home life, I've been working from home for 18 months I get up, I get up about seven. I will do maybe a workout in the morning or sometimes I just sit on the couch and drink my coffee and I do a workout at lunch. I'm not as like strenuous, but I make sure to just get up and have that time for myself. 
because so you do prioritize a couple minutes in the morning mm-hmm. before. Do you do any meditations? Do you do any hydration that's like special? I don't do any meditations. I should. Lauren does, and I need to start doing that. But I mean, I just love to put on the Today Show in the background and just sit in the quiet. Like my husband's at the gym. You know, I'm not looking at emails yet. I drink a humongous glass of water and have my coffee with my nut pods, creamer, and it's just... Please sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just so enjoyable, and it's such a nice way to start the day. Mm -hmm. And because you're in the office, you have a different morning routine. (laughs) That I do. Yeah, so I just also want to applaud you for working remote. And still having a morning routine because that is so important. That has been so lost Mm -hmm. on so many people. They think, oh, I can roll out of bed, put a blazer on over my PJs and do my first Zoom call. I think that it's so important to stay stay committed to what keeps you aligned. That's beautiful. And again, it evolves and that shifts. It used to be two hours of fitness in the morning for you. Sometimes now it's quiet yeah and that and you listened to yourself so there's no resentment because you're doing something that feels organic and natural to you and it actually is working smarter for you yeah and if I have a call during lunch I'll get up earlier and do my workout before work but it's honestly a nice break to get get away from my desk get away from my computer go do my workout and then start back at one and continue on my day and if I have an 8 a.m. call, I'll get up at 6.30 so I can have my time. I mean, I make sure to have that quiet time. And you it, figure it out. Yeah. You figure it out. I love that. For sure. So being in the office and having my commute, my morning isn't as slow as I would like. On the weekends, I love a good slow morning. Mm. But during the week, I'm pretty much waking up around anywhere between 5.30 and 6.30 um, it depends if I'm working out that day. And I'm really not a huge stickler for, oh, I have to work out in the morning. I just know that I'm going to get that movement in. And if I need sleep that day, then I give myself some sleep. But overall, I'm waking up and making my coffee. And in the last couple months, I've gotten my juicer and dusted it off and been making such good green juices. I'm loving that and how I feel from that. And isn't it a nice way to start the day? It's It's so good. It's It's refreshing. And it's like, I'm not drinking anything processed. It just feels like it sets the tone. And like you said, if you set those things in motion, then the rest of your day is going to be great. So what is your green juice or what is your green? Is it a green juice? What is your juice right now that you're making? Yeah. So I do celery, cucumber, ginger, lemon. So I peel the lemon. I peel the ginger. I... Oh, you peel your ginger. I just not Okay, well, maybe I'll just start doing no, that because I... it is kind of a pain. Yeah, did you see on um, Alex Cooper's stories? Yes. She was making the, the green juice and she was like, wait, everyone is telling me that I need to peel the ginger. That's so much work. Who's peeling ginger? She I just throws it in. <laughs> this is a, that is a huge testament to the day we live in. The, everyone's like, I have something to say. Oh. And she's like, oh my God, I guess I got to listen now. And now she's fucking peeling knobs of ginger at her house. She's like, right. I didn't even want this. You yeah. Know? It's, it's too funny. It's and so- then I'll throw in like pineapple or, or um, a clementine, which adds a little sweetness. Ooh. Yeah. Try that. It's good. Love and that. I'll do similar. I don't do it every morning. I sometimes do it kind of after my workout or mid-morning. I don't have a juicer, so I just blend it. Throw it in my Vitamix and totally. make it more of like a smoothie. I, th- I love that. I love that. There's... And, you know, they have the ginger cubes at Trader Joe's. 
Is that pure ginger? Mm-hmm. You know, like they have the garlic frozen cubes. They have, the, oh they have them in ginger too. I love using that like in a Thai dish or something. Yeah, so it's I just so do good. two of the, So it's already peeled. You don't have to worry about it. Throw it in the blender. Ladies, <laughs> yeah. Hot tip, hot tip. Yeah. So <laughs> the rest of my morning honestly is prepping food for the day, making breakfast, and I just want to give a shout out to my husband. He's a saint. So he's been working from home. His number one goal is to kind of get me out the door so he can start his day, but he is such a huge help. I mean, he's helping me pack my lunch. I have 18 bags and uh, six cups that I'm walking out the door with. I mean, obviously, there's just three bags and three cups, but he walks me to my car. Such an angel. Helps me get all of my stuff in. He's a precious gem. Yeah, he's a pee Listen up. (laughs) He's so great. But his impersonation, you've probably seen that on our page, of me trying to get out the door in the morning is hilarious. So, yeah, mine is not as peaceful, but when I'm getting ready, sometimes I'll do a Peloton meditation. I'll do... um, the Calm app is great. I use that to sleep as well sometimes, just to turn my mind off at night. But yeah, I mean, whatever I need that day, whether it be sleep, whether it be a, a exercise, whether it be meditation, those are kind of the three constants that are mm-hmm. in my week, and it just you know depends on the day. Totally. Um, and I want to get into... So... We haven't really touched on food specifically, which I find so funny. Like, types of food, yeah. what we're eating, what we're doing. Um, that's a question that I get all the time is just about t- food. I'll get pictures of food. Can I eat this? Should I eat this? I'm like, oh, we God. never met. I yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding When's the last time you went to the bathroom? <laughs> I say that all the time. Literally. People, and I'm like, I don't need pictures, but just tell me. Um, I have gotten pictures. Literally, I've gotten... Of poop? I have gotten two different people who have sent me, hey, is this normal? I'm like, fuck, if you gotta ask... Are you kidding me? I'm like, I am not a doctor. Are you kidding? I can help you be regular, but I cannot... I just... I was like, I'm so offended, block. Um, but anyways, please don't send me a picture of your turds. I really don't want to see I don't. Um, so going to food specifically, you said that you pack your lunch in the morning mm-hmm. and you prep your snacks throughout the morning. Can you talk about so many people are either working remote or they're back in the office, yep. thank God, what, um, or you're me living out of your car, whichever, but <laughs> what do you do? What's your favorite lunch as of now that like favorite healthy lunch and then your favorite healthy snack? I have a blender bomb smoothie for lunch every single day. What's in it? Um, it's usually I like the more the sweet smoothies, so not like a fruit smoothie. So it's like a cup of cauliflower rice, a blender bomb, whatever flavor. I have so many, I love them all. Bomb butter, uh, PB Fit powdered peanut butter, and then a protein like protein powder and ice and water. And it's either like. A peanut butter smoothie, a cinnamon roll smoothie, a chocolate smoothie. I love doing the mint chocolate chip. That was like my staple. And I used when so I was in, good. when I was in the office, I made that at four thirty before I went to Flywheel. I would make it and put it in my Yeti with a lid on it, and it would stay frozen till lunch. And and that I will keep yeah. you full. And it, I mean, it's like four hundred calorie smoothie. I mean, yeah, it's like people say, you know, why are you have? Is this a meal replacement? It's a meal replacement. It's the same of calories the, of, as a Chick Fil A sandwich. Yeah. Would you hear that, y'all? Listen to that. <laughs> but it's, it's a calorie-dense smoothie. And I noticed when I was in the office, if we had – we always had, like, birthday lunches or, like, a team lunch every week or two or three. 
And those days I wouldn't have my smoothie. We'd go out to lunch and I would get back to my desk and just crave sugar. Like I need a piece of chocolate or a piece of candy. And my office always had cookies and cupcakes. Because you didn't have any fiber, no healthy fats. Yeah. And the Blender Bomb truly, I mean, we, we preach this all the time, but we swear by it. I have that smoothie at lunch and I am full. I don't have cravings. Right. For hours. And I look forward to it. Like, Uh I get so excited for my smoothie at lunch every day. That's the thing. You find something, people are like, I'm just not a smoothie person. I'm like, maybe you just have a People say that all the time. Or or maybe you just have a blender bomb as a snack. I used to just heat it up and put a little bomb drizzle over it. Or some oats. I mean, and put it on some yogurt. Like, oof. Totally. And we've been using, I think we've been using blender bombs since. The Probably get-go. Four years. I mean, I remember their packaging like from the beginning. In the black bag. It's evolved. <laughs> That's when I used I used to work with Helen at Hilo. It was right as she was like, I'm gonna go full time into blender bombs. And I remember she would have them in like brown paper bags and then black. Yeah, and yeah. She would all, the black bags. Yeah. It was so cool to see that evolution. Isn't it's it crazy. Cool? So proud of her and what she's created. But yeah, I love um, the smoothie as well. Personally, I've been using the Arbonne coffee protein, which was like a limited time. It's like a vegan, uh, pretty clean. We try and pay attention to the ingredients there on the proteins that yeah. we're using. Yeah. And then uh, some cold brew coffee and then all those other things that Chandler was saying um, that she puts in hers. You've got to try Oral Organics. I'm, I've, if you've heard my podcast, you've heard me talk about it. It's They are the cleanest protein. And if you're not a protein powder person, that's fine. I'll do it like a couple times a week. But... The protein powder is third-party tested, so clean, like nice. Ooh, no we'll heavy metals, yeah. plant-based, organic. Every ingredient is organic, not just the first two. That's what I really appreciate about it. I'll, yeah. I'll send you guys. Put that in the show notes, girl. Yeah. Blender, <laughs> I need to try that. The Blender Moms code and the or Organics code will be in the show notes for you guys. Just click on info and check it out. But. Perfect. And then a lot of times I'm eating leftovers during, you know, it's just easy. Mm-hmm. I try to, no matter what, I try to pack a big salad because that's, you know, great to get those veggies in, get that fiber in, Mm -hmm. and get it from, like, you know, great sources. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm packing that, heating up leftovers, and then everybody loves, like, a good little crunchy snack. So some chips, some veggie straws, rice cakes, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, love that. And, um, yeah, because some people are like, I constantly crave sugar. Some people say they constantly right. crave salt. I'm a salty person. So I want to hear, you guys are big travelers. You love to travel, whether it's within the continental U.S. or whether it's on the British Virgin Islands, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear what it has been like for you all to travel. What was your mindset like with travel? I feel like a lot of people, they either, you know, restrict a ton before they go on a vacation or... They restrict a ton when they get back from vacation, but truly it kind of takes them out of the present moment and it almost, it it takes away from the entire trip because they're just thinking, well, fuck, I'm, I'm drinking a bunch of 10 pina coladas a day. So there's really no gray area. It's just black or white. We're either going balls to the wall or we are, you know, so all or nothing. Yeah. How do you ease into healthy lifestyle on a vacation? And we, Lauren did a post about this when she was skiing in Deer Valley recently it's kind of, you need to just go and enjoy, but at the same time, stay mindful. When we, I was in St. John three weeks ago, and we just went, we went with another couple, rented a house, and instead of eating out breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we went to the grocery store, and we bought stuff to make wraps for lunch, and we packed a little cooler every day, had our wraps for lunch on the beach, which one, saves money, but 
you know, it's, it's healthier and lighter. And then we would go out every night and have a delicious dinner. And I mean, I think I had a bushwhacker every single day. It what was is a bushwhacker. It's like an alcoholic milkshake. It's like a chocolatey, kluey. Like a mudslide. Yeah, yes, it's exactly. delicious. But you know, blender. don't Why have. Can we just put a blender. Bob? Yeah, I know. Can you throw a blender bottle in there, please? But like, don't have five. Have one and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, let's just be real. After the first. After the first one, they don't taste the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like going to home team. You're not going to have multiple Irish coffees, but you got to uh, have the one. <laughs> I don't know. That might be an exception to the rule, honestly. <laughs> or you order a small one. Yeah. I love those and have two guys. small And have two small ones. <laughs> two small ones and a floater. You're yeah. Fine. Absolutely. I think that, yeah. That, that's a great tip. I like that, the going to the grocery store, but like... You know, if you're in the Czech Republic, you might not be going to the grocery store. Sure. Yeah. You don't know what this is. But if you're going somewhere where you've kind of been before or you speak a language or whatever, it's so easy to find right. a grocery store on the way home. I've done that where I've gone in a cab. I'm like, hey, do you mind stopping at this grocery store? I bring in all my bags because I don't trust anybody. But um, you go in the grocery store and you get like bananas and fruit yeah. or things that are covered. If you're in a foreign country, you can get some things in packages. You can get some bottled water, right. stay hydrated, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. That's a funny thing. My husband and I were in Italy and there's a fruit stand on the side of the road. And I was like, oh my gosh, let's stop, get some fresh fruit. We paid an absurd amount for this fruit and we get back and he's like, that is a Chiquita banana. Like we could have... Like, that is not, like, the... You got to know your <laughs> Yeah, That's not exactly. an Italian banana. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, but not, yeah. it's not as common. Though. And, I mean, if it's not available to you, look, I work too freaking hard to put too much thought into or beating myself up over something like that. And if I can pack something in my suitcase and, you know, I've been pulled aside at TSA with my blender bombs and my collagen powder, I'm like, promise I'm not smuggling anything. This is just... They're like, man, this is blow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, fit it in when you can and when you can't, you just move on. I mean, you're going to get back to your real life and you, the last thing I want to do is get home and back to my routine and think gosh, I wish I had enjoyed myself a little bit more or yeah. let, you know, let and, myself, give myself some grace. And I think a big reason why people put pressure on themselves before or after they go on a trip is because of the food. When at the end of the day, you're not always going on that trip for the food. Of course, the food is part of the experience, but the food, the, the point of it is to see a new place and to learn about a new culture or to right. connect with the people that you're with. Because think about it. And, and, I have had to do this a number of times with myself where I'm the one who's concerned about where am I going to get healthy options? What am I going to do? I need to get to a grocery store. But everyone around me just wants to kick back. They're like, why are you freaking out about this? I'm like, holy shit, you're right. So I make, I I add a bunch of greens, but then I still have a bunch of French fries and I still have a bunch of, Uh, you know? Yeah. Love fries for the table. Always. Always. Sad fries for the (laughs) table. Fries for the table, but nobody (laughs) likes to do that with me because I'm a Hoover vac. I I go... Um, Lauren used to get a side of funnel cake for the table at Macintosh. Yeah. That was you know, at brunch. I know. Yes, it's so, so sad. It's so sad. So I want to hear, okay, you guys are going to 167 Raw, so this is just a Charleston example. I want to hear a Charleston example and a Charlotte example because we have a good listenership in Charlotte as well. And so if you were in Charlotte, what's your go-to order at any restaurant for dinner? And then when you're in Charleston, what is your go-to restaurant order? And then if you don't mind saying like the type of restaurant that it is so that people can adapt if they're So we have to choose one. Oh my gosh, that's really tough. Choose a couple. What are your favorite healthy-ish dishes? I love tapas. I I really don't like to go to a restaurant and commit to one entree. So even if we're at a restaurant where 
it's entree style and not tapas style, I'm immediately trying to figure out with someone what we can, like, let's get two things and share them both. Agree. Um, but, you know, I mean, sometimes I'm getting a cheeseburger, but I, I love sushi. Sushi's my favorite food. So, Where in Charlotte are So, Roussan's is a hidden gem. It's the best. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, Roussan's is the best. But, you know, I mean, get a couple rolls, get some crab rangoons. I know that's get, not healthy. Get specific with your rolls. What are you getting? I get, so this is not a healthy roll, but it's my favorite. And, you know, when you're going to Roussan's, you got to treat yourself. Um, it's called the Orange Twist, and it is a fried roll. <laughs> and it has, I think, tempura shrimp, avocado, and cream cheese in it. It's so, so unhealthy. But I only go there, like, once a month, so, you know, mm-hmm. got to live a little. But it comes with a side of oranges with, like, sweet chili sauce on them, and you put an orange on each piece and eat it, and it sounds so weird. It's so good. That's but I get that, and then I get, like, a little spicy tuna roll to, you know, offset. You don't, you know, don't need to get two fried rolls. But got it, got it. delicious. Um, but I also love a big salad. Like, mm-hmm. Cape Cashew is the place uh, that you love going. Yes. I, we have a Cape Cashew in Charleston now, yes. too. Really? Yeah, it's on the way to Sullivan's Island. Yeah, Cape it's Cashew. the old Triangle. Oh, on Coleman. Their stuffed avocado is really great too. Their super grain salad with chicken is so so good. That's uh, yes. If we're ordering takeout and I'm trying to be healthy, Jonathan can get my husband can get his chicken avocado sandwich and I get that super grain salad with chicken on it and it is so 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 good. Mm, so good. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that's one of my favorite places to go in Charleston as well. So Kid Cashew, sushi. It's a great one, and I sometimes like since I'm, I'm easily on the side of caution with gluten because my stomach has been totally fucked up, and it actually has not been fucked up since I haven't been eating gluten. I've never, I'm not celiac. I don't think I'm really sensitive to it, but I think it's the processed food where sure. I feel like I've been eating so clean mm-hmm. that any type of throw off of gluten or whatever that I'm like, it's I'm noticing it. So I'll get a cucumber. It's what works for you. Yeah. Exactly, it's what works for me, and I'm not doing it to lose weight. It's Right. And I think that's an important takeaway. Like, oh, Eliza's gluten-free, so I'm going to be gluten-free. Is that going to work for me? Like, that's... I had a stomachache one time. Maybe yeah. I don't need right. gluten. Right, exactly. No, I just, it, they were direct correlations. And I'm also, I feel like I'm hyper aware of my body. I'm very good at listening mm-hmm. to my body. So I'm, I know. So what are your favorite places in Charleston and what are your favorite meals? So I was just looking at my phone because I needed to be reminded of the name of the salad at Leon's <gasps> CM Siam Salad. Oh. Yeah, Siam CM. It's so good. So if you're not familiar, it's like this Asian salad. It's got oranges, avocados, and then there's like these little crispy, crunchy onions. There's, it's so good. It's so We actually good. tried to get it last night. I tried to pick it up. And I called them, and they don't take takeout orders after five. They are so busy all the time. Leon's is packed all the time. So I love that. And then, you know, get a protein on top. If I'm really going for it, I'm at home team with uh, Irish coffee and pulled pork nachos. Love those. And then the cabbage pancake at Zaobao. And then the tuna burger at 167. And you got yourself... Uh, weekend in Charleston. That is the quintessential weekend in Charleston, mm-hmm. and I'm so envious that you guys are going here. After, that you're going to one six seven after this. They're, it's the it's best. It's the greatest. Um, well, let's wrap things up. I really appreciate you guys being here. I love y'all. What 
is your vision for Girls on Fiverr? And it was Girls on Fiverr because we couldn't type. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So tell the story of how the account came to be quickly and then where do you see it going? Sure, absolutely. So we started this account to quote unquote hold ourselves accountable for what we were, uh, you know, trying to stay healthy and stay quote unquote on track. So that's really evolved over time to more be an outlet, a creative outlet in our lives that gets us out of our our day-to-day. And I think sharing fun things, like we don't want to just be one track here and sharing food and only food because really what's led us to the point that we're at and sharing travels and outfits and things like that are questions that we get. So that's really driven our content lately. And so we never set out to say, oh, we just want to create this account because we are trying to do all those things. It's just really organically evolved. And in that, we've created a lot of uh, great, I know this is cliche, but community, really, of people that we're talking to on a daily basis and getting to know. And we feel like we're talking to our friends. So we don't know where exactly where it's going to end up, but we're loving kind of having a, a well-rounded, balanced account that shows actually what we're doing on our day-to-day and how we're having fun and how we're balancing it all. Mm-hmm. No, you guys have done such a great job. I'm so excited to see where where this goes and I'm just I'm pumped to be a part of the community. Yeah, yes. thanks so much for asking us to do this because I know this is our first podcast. We've been very, so excited. Yes, Aww. absolutely. Well, thank you guys for having me in your gorgeous home and I'll let you guys get to 167 for tuna burgers. You better send me a photo. But you guys, <laughs> make sure that you all follow the girls, Chandler and Lauren, on Instagram, Girls on Fiber. Thank you guys so much for being here. We will talk to you guys next week. If this episode has brought you value, make sure that you guys go subscribe, like, share, and review the podcast. I'm sick of saying it. If you've heard it once, you've heard it a million times, go review the podcast. I will do anything for a review. Y'all are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Bye. Chandler, they are absolute gems. If you guys got value from that episode or if something resonated with you with their stories, make sure that you like and review it on podcast app or Apple podcast or iTunes, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Your reviews and subscriptions mean the world. Make sure you're subscribed so that you do not miss out on any of our weekly episodes and we will talk to you next week.